You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleagues Sarah and Gina from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 660, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Just text us. We've got Vicki, Sarah, and Gina, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544. And we'd be glad to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your trip, so contact us today. So last Monday and Wednesday were the first nights at the parks that stayed open the two hours later for guests at Deluxe Resorts, Deluxe Villas, and Swan and Dolphin Resorts. The Magic Kingdom sector hours were on Monday, October the 4th, and guests reported that it was awesome. The Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ride had 45 minutes at the beginning, but that was just, you know, because guests were getting in the line at the last minute, like we always tell people to do before the park closes. And so once that finished up, most of the rides were like a five to 10 minute wait, like a walk on kind of. And uh, not all the rides at the Magic Kingdom are gonna be open for the extended hours and Splash Mountain and Jungle Cruise are two of the ones that aren't, which I found very interesting. We can talk about that in just a second. Epcot's extended hours were Wednesday, October 6th. Much like the Magic Kingdom, the ride lines were shorter than normal. And so it made the lucky guests from the Deluxe Resorts, Deluxe Villas and Swan and Dolphin very happy. It does look like, I looked before we got on here tonight, but it does look like next week that um, all the parks are doing it every night. Really? Really? I was texting you guys because I was looking at Magic Kingdom because we'll be there on Saturday and we get to stay until 10. So where are the extra hours at? At the end of the night. At the bottom it says extended hours for deluxe resorts and, and um, certain, like whatever, certain resort. Interesting. How far out do they have those? The dates listed on their website I think only go through... December because our trip in January we're still messing around with our schedule a little bit and how we want to plan our days but so far or what is listed I guess was Epcot on Mondays Magic Kingdom on Wednesdays and so we are more interested in the Magic Kingdom extra hours so we're trying to figure out how to get that park day on Wednesday (laughs) so that we can take advantage of them and then maybe do a rest day on Thursday or try to go to Epcot on Thursday so that um, we can sleep in. (laughs) So I don't know. We will figure it out, but I'm interested in taking advantage of these. I think it would be fun. I guess that's also an advantage of having a park hopper because if you didn't plan on being at the park at that day and then all of a sudden it's on different nights and you're like, oh, I could do this this night. You can just hop on over there. It would be a big advantage. Our problem is that we were planning to do our resort rest day on Wednesday and not go into a park that day. So it's throwing us off a little bit. 
So I was talking to my husband, do you want to have our, our resort day towards the end of our trip or at the beginning of our trip now? Because <laughs> I want to do this. <laughs> so we'll see. Hmm. All right. So as Bob Iger continues to wrap up his tenure at Disney World, reports say that Iger urged Disney executives not to rely on data when making decisions. Because if Disney would have relied on data to drive their decisions, hits like Coco, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, those wouldn't have been made. The media has been talking about the many struggles that poor JPEG has encountered since his takeover as CEO in February of 2020, including the pandemic, we've got the Jungle Cruise boat sinking, Splash Mountain log sinking, the movies simultaneously being released on Disney Plus as well as in theaters. I mean, the struggles have put a strain on the relationship between Iger and Chapek. Originally, Chief Operating Officer Tom Staggs was the person that Disney intended to give the CEO position to prior to him leaving the company in 2016. Even the tension between Iger and Chapek, Iger is still supporting Chapek in his position. Iger is quoted as saying, he's very different from me. That doesn't mean he can't do the job well. Give him time. It's the only fair thing to do. So what do you guys think? I know we've kind of hated on JPEG a lot. Big Biggie shaking her head. I watched this TikTok and I know we've kind of talked about it in our group chat about, it was a cast member that was uh, doing this TikTok video that said, you know, all the things that we're blaming JPEG for, for Disney World, for the price increase and all that stuff, it's actually Josh Demaro because he's the head of Walt Disney World not JPEG. JPEG used to be, but now it's Josh Tomorrow. So really, we should be blaming Josh Tomorrow. He's just so nice looking, it's hard to do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> he looks so friendly. I don't know how he is really in person. And I'll blame myself for this too, because I don't know these people, you know? I see them occasionally, and so shame on me. But with everything that has happened, that you know has been taken away i guess you could say from fast passes to or magical express is coming it won't you know it'll be taken away by the end of the year we need somebody to blame for that and so who are you gonna pick and maybe it isn't him but i think he's also stepped up during a really difficult time in our history and unfortunately you know he's dealing with all of that and also someone, you know, everybody has to blame somebody. So maybe he's become that person. I agree that he really did get the very worst of the deal when he stepped into his position. I mean, it has been, and no matter who's at that job at that moment, like it's gotta be hard, really, really hard. Um, and he does take the heat. There's probably a ton of people making those decisions and he's the one who just has to take the bad rap for it. So I have some words of apology. <laughs> I might have mentioned, um, and I know I did mention actually, I won't say might, um, my dislike for the two new shows, Enchanted and Harmonious. Kite Tales, I'm kind of sticking to my story on that one. It's an oddball, <laughs> like it's just a little strange. Um, but like many of my colleagues, I sat down to watch the live streams of both Enchanted and Harmonious, and I was scratching my head when I got done and thinking, wow, I didn't really care for these. A few days later, I 
watched one of my favorite vloggers um, videos of these two shows and had a much different reaction to them. And then I started seeing discussions about how Disney's live stream did not shed a favorable light on these shows. I think specifically with Enchanted, they were trying to show you the projections on Main Street along with what was happening on the castle, and you weren't getting a good full picture of what was happening on the castle along with the fireworks. And with Harmonious, the same thing. They were cutting back and forth between different parts of the barges, and it was distracting, I think. And you didn't get to see the whole picture like you would if you were standing there. So I'm, you know, I don't want to say I blame their live stream, but I think if that's what a lot of people saw, that might be where a lot of the negativity was coming from. And plus the fact that it's just people don't like to deal with change. It's very hard for people when you become so attached to something like Happily Ever After that I got to see a few times in person with my family and made some great memories with. I don't have those memories yet with Enchanted or Harmonious. But um, I'm giving them a second chance and I can't wait to see them in person but I, I liked them so much more when I watched them from this vlogger's perspective. I thought they were really beautiful and entertaining. So I'm retracting my previous statements and I hope everyone will give these shows a chance. <laughs> so are you gonna tell us who these vloggers are so that <clears throat> we can form a different opinion even though two of us are gonna be there in two days, God willing? <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, it was the Diz Unplugged. It was Craig's. I love them. Yeah, it was um, it was his, t you know, his videos, and they're gorgeous. I like it so much better. And like you said, it wasn't the cutting back and forth. They would have just kept it, like, panned out. Like, mm -hmm. So you could see it all. I think it would have been better. And I thought with um, Enchantment, I thought it was real fuzzy. The quality was awful for both of them it was very it was like someone who tried to zoom in too far <laughs> and it got blurry yeah i it, it was just wrong on many different levels i thought it was my tv and i'm like what the heck <laughs> it wasn't it was not at all and i was a little disappointed too some of the images that disney had and maybe they had this in the show but i couldn't see it when they were leading up to the you know advertising the 50th they showed the castle kind of draped in that iridescent gold and that goes down Main Street. And where was that in the show? Because yeah, I, nothing was dripping in that iridescent gold. In your defense, though, Sarah, there um, is a podcast was was there at the event mm -hmm. and they said that they were having a hard time, but they didn't have the best view. Mm. So and I wondered that, too, because, you know, we all know that you're very fond of the barges taking over. Um, <laughs> I don't mind them there for the show. I don't like them there when it's not permanently going during the day. And especially now since they don't have the fountain stuff happening. So you know when the world was there for illuminations, the world everybody could see the world opening up from all directions. But they're right, the little center ring, mm -hmm. unless you're dead center of it, you're not going to get can't see it. the yeah. view of it. And then the other thing was that you did mention last week also was 
that you were disappointed in what songs were chose and they were too. And they said that they understood that uh, Disney is a place for kids, but it's for a place for kids of all ages. And why weren't we tying in some of those other themes that they so could have done with it being the world showcase? Yeah. So I, I will say it was easier for me to follow some of the transitions when I had that stagnant view and um, that fixed location instead of the jumping around. I do think specifically with Enchantment, I will stick to the point that I feel like they they sat in one song for longer and I feel like it was a little more rushed and maybe that's just me not familiar with the show yet. So I'm gonna give it a chance, but I really did like and happily ever after the lead up before Tinkerbell flies when they I'm not going to sing for you all because you don't want to hear that um, <laughs> when they when they say over and over again you can fly you can fly you can fly and it kind of crescendos and then you see her take flight or him because I've heard it to him sometimes um, and the music kind of you just takes off at that point and it fits so well with the music and it kind of bums me out because I don't feel like her flight fits well with this music so I still have an issue there but like I said I'll see it in person I have yet to decide if my family wants to um dessert party pay for the dessert party (laughs) uh because I it's the price has gone up and my oldest daughter turned 10 so she's in adult territory now (laughs) Which is awful. But it is. I remember that day. Yeah, me too. I only got one year with Joey not being an adult uh, because we went there when they were nine and 12 and Kaylee didn't eat as much as Joey did. So she would order off the adult menu for Joey and Joey would order off the kids menu for Kaylee and they'd switch meals when they came. Talk about a tough transition. It's when your kid turns three and you were getting them in for free and they didn't have to have any sort of meal plan or anything they just ate off of your plate now you can't go into a restaurant and not order them something yeah that's not fun it's amazing how much more expensive it gets Mm -hmm. when they go from being a child to those adult prices absolutely just fair warning for everyone out there if you didn't know this (laughs) Your child is no longer a child at Disney World when they turn 10. And you're, you, are, you are paying the adult prices. All right. Well, I think it's time that we address the elephant in the room, or at least the elephant on the podcast. Let's talk Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. Um, it will begin next Tuesday, October 19th, thankfully the day after I leave. <laughs> yep you heard me it will be up and running next week we are like i said very grateful that it is not going to interfere with our girls trip um we're going to try and break it down for you um disney genie itself is free okay doesn't cost you anything it will be linked in your my disney experience account it will link attractions dining entertainment based on your personal interests this is not going to replace us as your travel agent. No. This is just something to help you at the parks and help us put something together for you as well. I think it's going to make our jobs a little bit more easier. Um, so it will give you itinerary updates 
from morning to night so that you can have a more go with the flow kind of experience. Um, you can create your own personal tip page with your family favorites to forecast good times for you to go to different experiences. Um, it will bring the My Disney Experience items together in one place, like getting in a virtual queue at certain attractions, make dining, um, and other experience reservations, mobile order food at certain locations, and you can also get help from a virtual assistant. I was gonna say you and Vicki were both super excited because your trip is before this is launched and you're like, whoo, we dodged a bullet. Mine is not, but the silver lining for me is the thing that makes me nervous is this is coming out like I'm able to help my clients with like I'll have a one on one with them and we'll talk and walk through like the app and how to use it and how to utilize it while they're there to the best of their ability. So I I'm kind of glad, I guess, that I get a firsthand experience before any of my clients trips because this is like coming out right before mine. So then I can at least use it and say, here's how I used it on my trip. These were the things that were helpful. Um, and then I can help each of them figure this out. It's just stressing me out a little bit because I have like, it's my trip and then client, client, client. And so I'm used to having like two weeks in advance sit down and go over the app and kind of more fine tuning. And I feel like I'm gonna get back from my trip and be like, okay, we have like three days that I need to teach you <laughs> how to use this. And it's a little more last minute, but. I come back on, you know, the 18th, which is the day before, my client flies in on the 18th. So she's gonna be there when it opens. And I sent her the, I sent her the information, but, I can't help her because I don't really know exactly what it's gonna look like. And that's exactly what I said. So I have clients leaving five days after I get back. And so I won't know like she's saying, but I offer to sit down with them and tell them what I do know and give them their thoughts. This is the same poor family that really wanted to do boo bash. And then it was gonna cost them $1,000 plus tax for five of them to do it. And they're just like, I can't do it because this trip, they're doing two weeks in Florida. They're doing a week on property and a week off property. And then, but they're going to Disney World the whole two, during the whole two weeks. And so it's, you know, pretty penny. So I'm just going to do what I can do and tell them as much as I, I can and hope that we're helpful. And surely the cast members are going to be helpful with them as long as they're nice to them. So let's talk Genie Plus. Genie, of course, is free, like uh, Gina said but the Genie Plus is not. It's $15 a day and you can use this, so you can use the Lightning Lane in 20 attractions at Disneyland and more than 40 attractions at Disney World. The thing that you need to know is once you've used the Lightning Lane, I just saw this on a blog, you guys may or may not know this. Once you've used it for that ride, you may not use it for that ride again that day. If you wanna ride that same ride again, you have to get into the standby line. Yeah, I just saw that too, and I didn't realize that at first. It's very different from Fast Pass. Like, we rode Rock and Roller Coaster with a Fast Pass three times in a row. That's not going to happen with Genie Plus. You can only get it once, and that's it for the day. The next time you want to ride it, you've got to get in the standby queue. So that's very different. I, I wonder if it's that will 
help keep well not necessarily deter but that you can only do it once will that keep the times down for the standby line because people won't be able to repeat i think the standby lines are going to be ridiculous i I think a lot of people are not going to pay into this i think some are but i think majority of people are not so you think it's gonna i mean because the wait times have been really low, low. Right? even yeah. even this week which was considered a holiday weekend out there mm-hmm. um i think they said i did read there was some lady that was complaining on a facebook page about she had to stand in line for like an hour for a couple of rides and everybody's like oh my gosh this is nothing mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i was gonna say there there are still rides though like slinky dog right now as we're speaking at eight o'clock at night central time um has an 80 minute wait so it I don't think the ride times are down the way they were down before. Are they what they typically are for this time of October? No. Here is something else that you get when you purchase the $15 a day per person. If I didn't say that clearly, I want to make sure that you know it's per person in your party to use the lightning lane. You have to pay that. You will get Disney Parks themed audio experiences and photo features to capture your memories, augmented reality lenses for those visiting Walt Disney World. And then you have unlimited Disney photo pass downloads for the day if you're at Disneyland. I am sorry, but why can't we have unlimited Disney photo pass right? at Walt That's Disney what World? I was wondering no. what's the difference between the two? Come on. Uh, That's so frustrating. No idea. You think it would be kind of the same. I mean, I understand that Disney World's bigger than Disneyland, but it's just common sense to me. Wouldn't it be easier just to make them the same? I think it would be easier on the programmers, but what do I know? I just don't get why, why we can't get that same perk. No idea. Okay, so here's some common questions that people have about Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus. How do I purchase Genie Plus? You can add it to your vacation purchase prior to arriving at Disney World. Now, you can't start doing this until October 18th, though. Is that correct? I believe so. So if you are a person who's traveling October 18th, like you get to add it that morning as of now this could change you know in two days (laughs) maybe then they'll say okay we can start buying it right now but at the moment i have not seen where you can go on and add it to your current packages until it's technically launched on the 18th Um, so if you want to go ahead and add that to your package you can get a hold of your travel agent and then they can add it to your package beforehand so it's not a purchase you have to worry about afterwards and can we back up a minute? It's it's the 19th. The 19th. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to make sure everybody was clear. That way people didn't get on the 18th and say, what the heck? I can't get on <laughs> well, it. Can't yes. Thank you very much. The 19th. I don't know why I said 18th. That's all right. All right. And so if you said this, Stephanie, if you are adding it on to your package, you do have to add it for the length of your stay. Correct. So if think about that, if you... Um, if you're not sure if you want to do it for every day, you have a ticket because you might just want to do it on your Magic Kingdom day. Correct. So something to think about. Because, and that's one of the points later is, um, do I have to use it every day? You do not. You can choose the parks of your choice and days of your choice, which is very unlike anything else that Disney offers. Like normally it's it's the whole package. Like yeah, a park hopper, it's, it's to the whole package. You can't just say, I want to do a park hopper on one day. Well, this you can choose to do just on one day. But as Sarah said, if you're going to add it to the package beforehand, you 
can't make that choice. You have to add it day by day afterwards, like an a la carte type thing. Um, what if you want to wait until you are there to see if you need it? Yes, you can do that. So you can wait till day of to purchase it. You just want to make sure to purchase it before you can start getting on. So when can you start getting on? If you are a resort guest, 7 a.m. is when you can start booking your Lightning Lane Pass. Um, Off-property guests can't start making those selections until the park opens. So 7 a.m., if you have bought this, you need to make sure that you are on getting your Lightning Lane Pass. That's very important. If you're off-site, then yes, you can wait. You have, you have to wait until the park opens. Um, you can only make a selection at a like one at a time, just like the well fast passes. Once you were done with your three, you had to make one at a time fast passes. It's it's very similar to that. You don't get to make the three though, like you used to with fast passes. It's just one at a time. Go on your ride, then make your next one. Yeah, that's like the paper fast passes used to be. You only got one, and then you had to wait so long, and then you got another, and then you got, so it's very much like that. It's like they're combining two processes and it's, oh, you need a travel agent just to understand it. I know, right? <laughs> so once you've used that lightning lane pass, you can choose the next one. I'm in my head thinking this means as soon as it's scanned, like if you have scanned your magic band and you are now in the, the line going through on your ride, you could be making your next selection. That's what you could do before with fast passes. Do I know this for a fact? No, <laughs> I don't. Because you have to try it while you're there. So. But that's definitely what I would be doing. And definitely what I would suggest is if you scan your magic band, that means your fast pass has now been used or your lightning lane pass has been used. So begin looking for your next selection at that time. That's what I would do. Um, it doesn't hurt to try, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling all of us are going to be watching a lot of... Um, YouTube on mm -hmm. the days after this is released to see exactly how everything. We just need Stephanie to wear a body cam while she's there. <laughs> I'll live stream well, the whole I was thing. just thinking, Vicki, if something happens and our flights get canceled, <laughs> we have an extra day. No. <laughs> I just made my emergency plans. I don't want to have to use them already. Oh, don't scare Vicki like that. <laughs> so there's... There's a few of the most common questions answered for you. Again, it is a little bit complex. So those of you who listen, I'm glad that you're listening and hearing this and hopefully writing down and taking notes. You can always text in and ask us questions. If you have more questions, we might not know all of the answers, but we will find them. We will, we will figure <laughs> it out and we will get you those answers as soon as we can. So another thing to consider is that the lightning lane passes can run out just like the fast passes used to do. So basically you're not guaranteed to get a lightning lane pass for every single one of the rides you want. It's There's a, a selection, um, a certain amount of passes that are available. And when those are gone for that time, they're gone for that time. So you can't just say, I'm for sure going to get a pass for nine o'clock for this ride. Well, that's why I'm interested to see this because that doesn't guarantee you three fast passes a day like you were guaranteed before three fast passes a day. Right. So you could get off a ride and still be there early in the morning and somebody might have already taken up all the lightning lane passes. I'm guessing that since you're they're doing the next available time, 
you might n I wonder how that's gonna work are they only gonna release like are they gonna open up later ones later in the day now and I, I also did see a thing uh, where it's gonna be like the fast pass like you have that hour window mm -hmm. to be able to get to it and ride I'm thinking it's gonna be a lot of running around the park <laughs> because if I scored a fast pass or oh, sorry, a lightning lane pass for something on the other side of the park, but it's something I want to ride, I'm going to get it. <laughs> and then I'm going to hike it on over there. So I feel like I'm would be doing a lot of jumping back and forth. I better have some good walking shoes because this pregnant lady is going to be real tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be different, but you know, I'm interested to see how it's going to, you know, develop and how things are going to happen because the, the the biggest thing to me is how is it going to affect standby lines mm -hmm. so i don't know we'll find for out for you i feel like you're going to be golden yeah you're going to be fine oh yeah i i'm still want to see what's going to happen though right stephanie at least you got a lot like even if it's not a whole lot of while but you got a little bit of time to sit back and see what happens when yeah. it first comes out you know, it's not like any of us are going to be there right on the first day. On the 19th. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got like five days. So figure it out by then guys. Figure <laughs> it out. I just, I'm just afraid of how much technical problems they're going to have with this. I, I mean, you see it coming because I'm sorry, but Disney is known for their technical difficulties. A, a suggestion <laughs> with just anything with Disney and technical difficulties is screenshot your stuff. Like if you get a, a pass that you're super excited about and you're like, yes, I just screenshot it, be safe. Because sometimes you're like, it was there and things disappeared and I don't know what happened. I'm just foreseeing things like that happening as well with all of the technical difficulties. So if you have it, screenshot it, you have your evidence and your proof. Here it is. I don't know what happened to it, right. but I had one. Very good advice. All right, I'm going to talk about individual attraction selections. And that's a mouthful, so you might hear me refer to it as IAS. Um, this is your option for the highly demanded rides. So guests will be able to choose up to two of these rides a day, and you will pay extra to ensure that you get to ride them. They don't have to be in the same park. Um, so if you're park hopping, you could do um, one individual attraction selection in Magic Kingdom and one in Epcot after you hop over there. So don't let that be a concern. And uh, the other big part of this is you do not have to purchase Disney Genie Plus in order to use individual attraction selection. It is an a la carte choice. You will be able to purchase it through the Disney Genie app in My Disney Experience. There are two rides that have been chosen for each park, and these rides can change over time as new rides and attractions are added. And pricing will be based on the date, the attraction, and the park. So here are the prices for the rides and attractions that fall under the IAS for the dates in October. The prices will be based on demand and capacity, Therefore, the rides will vary in price from $7 to $15 per person. At the Magic Kingdom, the rides are Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Space Mountain. At Epcot, you have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Frozen Ever After, 
Hollywood Studios are Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Mickey's Runaway Railway. And in Animal Kingdom, your choices are Avatar Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest. Keep in mind that the price range that we mentioned is for the month of October, and Disney reserves the right to change these prices whenever they want. So if you're going the week between Christmas and New Year's, these are going to be much more expensive. Um, so just think about what time of year you're traveling. If it's around a holiday, it's going to be more expensive. Um, if you're going at a non-peak times, you're going to be on the lower end of that range. And it'll be up to you to decide if you really want, if, if all you wanted to do was ride Rise of the Resistance, then, you know, that $15 per person might be worth it. So it, you'll have to weigh your pros and cons. Were you guys surprised at all by the rides? I'm not surprised at Hollywood Studios, but were you surprised at Magic Kingdom and Epcot? Well, not so much. I thought for sure Soren would be on there. I thought Soren, but I'm perfectly happy for Soren not to be on there. No, Epcot, I feel like that makes sense because Remy's is new. Mm-hmm. And Frozen After, Frozen Ever After always has a huge line. Yes. Yeah. But Soren, I feel like does too still. And even Test Track, I was worried that one of those would be on there. Soren lately does not have a really long line line like i have been very impressed with the wait times at soren well i will be happy to ride that multiple times if that's the <laughs> yes, case and then yes. the other one was i get so seven dwarfs mine train totally get that one but space mountain i would have thought they would have done like jungle cruise or pirates yes. because those are mm -hmm. the two that always have the huge wait times agreed jungle cruise has a very long wait time i just don't think i mean i guess frozen ever after is a you know dark I guess it's considered a dark ride. Um, but Space Mountain is more iconic, I think, in a way. And it's a roller coaster. Whereas Pirates has some low weights during the day. Jungle Cruise has been really busy lately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's and I don't new. know if it's because of the movie. Yeah. But um, I, I, can, I think Space Mountain makes sense. I'm not going to lie. I was actually surprised about Mickey's Runaway Railway because the times for that have gone down a lot. And Slinky Dog is the one True. that constantly has like above an hour wait. Mickey's Runaway Railway, most of the time you can, I mean, 40 minutes, sometimes even 30 minutes, but I have not seen Slinky Dog for under an hour. It does surprise me that it is not Slinky Dog. I mean, I know this was a while ago and a lot of things have changed since then, but when we had to show up early to get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios and they had everyone come into the park, you had to choose left or right. right. <laughs> and um, if you went left, you went to Galaxy's Edge and the only thing you could do was get in line for Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run because there was no standby queue for Rise of the Resistance. And if you went to the right, you were headed towards Slinky Dog. So I was with my daughter and I said, what do you want to do? You have to choose. And I said, I think there's going to be a little bit, it'll be easier for us to get to Slinky Dog. And so we took right and that line for Slinky Dog built up so fast, but we I've taught her how to 
basically run walk in the park. <laughs> yes. And if I have, like, I'm not short. She's very tall for her age, and I'm teaching her how to use those legs. So I said, every person that you can pat, like, I won't let her run. We don't run. Every person that you can pass by walking quickly is someone that you get in front of in that line. <laughs> and sure enough, we got there and we were in the first car or the first um, slinky dog <laughs> taking off. But that line builds up. So I, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be devil's advocate and say, I was not impressed with staying in line that long for that, for that ride. Slinky dog. Slinky dog. Yeah. To me, it wasn't worth it. We we were in line for an hour and a half. No, the, I wouldn't wait for an hour and a half. We waited 45 minutes first thing in the morning. I was looking at the Touring Plans Lines app because you were saying there was an 80-minute wait, and they had it, I think it was estimated or like 80, and they said it was actually 45. It's not bad. Well, because at night, right before they close, they stop updating their app and letting you know uh, what the actual time is because they don't want really want you to go get online. <laughs> they would like for the lines to go down a little faster. So you're like, really? There's still a 30-minute wait? Like, there's five minutes until the park closes, and then you walk on the ride. I'll be interested to see what happens to this list. Will they just add to it, or how will they edit it when, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy... It was my understanding that the newer rides are going to be the ones that are the paid. Yeah. Two per park. I did too. You could either do the paid or the virtual is yeah. what I was getting at. So I'm going to give some good news here. Character mean greets are coming back. Yay. Now, the characters still are not able to autograph or hug guests, but they will be available for closer or more normal pictures. Some of the character meet and greets are Minnie at Red Carpet Dreams in Hollywood Studios, the princesses at Princess Fairytale Hall in Magic Kingdom, and Mickey at Town Square in Magic Kingdom. The meet and greets are supposed to start resuming in November, and we will let you know when we find out what the exact date is. Wait, and when? November. November. Okay. Sorry, Steph. Oh, I know. I just thought you said September, and I was like, no, I think that's wrong. <laughs> I think it's November. <laughs> I honestly will not mind if they're still not signing autographs in January, because it's a pain in the butt to pack those autograph books and the pen. Amy <laughs> is disappointed because she was she was just asking. She's like, Mom, are we going to get to see characters? I'm like, oh, from at a distance. <laughs> you can smile and wave. <laughs> so did you guys know that the Indiana Jones Spectacular is returning? It's coming Yay! on December the 19th. So we will actually get to see it. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's a live action show that shows Indiana Jones battling the bad guys. They'll be leaping from tall buildings and doing other fantastic tricks. The show actually demonstrates how they do the magic stunts from the show. It is fun for all ages, but I think the boys really love this most of all. I'm not saying women don't love it or girls for that matter, but I just feel like boys get all excited when they see Indiana Jones. It's um, my favorite. I, I know. Love I love show. Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, I'm so Vicky. sorry. <laughs> So Disney, I want Fantasmic to come back. Disney Movie Magic, Hollywood Studios movie projection show that is shown on the Chinese theater. I lost it for a second. Grauman's Chinese theater is also returning. It will come back on November the 7th. And over at Animal Kingdom, two of the street shows are returning this week to the streets of Africa 
you Yay. will see them on your way to the Kilimanjaro safaris. Hopefully we get to see them. Yeah. All right. So I have some more news coming about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. It's kind of funny. And it's about DVC members. If you're a DVC member, you could use your points to stay at this resort. Are you ready to find out how many points that would be? It's going to set you back 295 points per adult per night. That's insane. Let's put this in comparison because 295, like maybe you're like, oh, okay, maybe that's like similar to how many dollars it is. No. It is not. If you want it to stay at Riviera per adult, it's 14 points That's insane. a night. Okay, are you calculating this? <laughs> 295 versus 14. So not sure using your points is really gonna be a wise option for you, but hey, if you want to, there it is. You now know the information you need to know. And it's per adult per night. So that's yeah. even a lot more. So if you're uh, wanting to do that, I think it's kind of like ours. We have timeshare outside of Disney and they're always like, you could take a cruise, but you could pay for a cruise cheaper than it would be to use the points. And so it's, it's exactly like this situation. I would rather pay for my cruise and use my point somewhere else, but that's yeah. just me. Yeah, probably not the best use of your points. But now you know at least. Yeah. We told you. <laughs> There is a new limited time 50th anniversary tour for Disney's 50th anniversary. In the morning, the tour will start at Tri-Circle D Ranch. Next, guests will take a private charter to the Magic Kingdom, where they will take in the sights and sounds of the 50th anniversary. While they are there, they will dine at the Beast Castle for lunch um, at the Be Our Guest restaurant. Then they will take you on a trip to Epcot for a ride on Remy's Ratatouille adventure and to see other things in Epcot. The tour will conclude with a finale moment at the Orb in Epcot with the new light show. This tour will begin on October 26, 2021. They did not announce the price, which I found very interesting. Which means it's going to be outrageous. <laughs> well, one of the tours well, is like $200 a person, so. I need some more detail. I don't, all I know is that I'm going and I'm having lunch and then I'm riding Remy's Ratatouille. Well, I, most of the tours you get to ride some rides and get to go to the front, but it didn't give many details yeah. on that. And um, I thought it was really cool about the ranch, though. Apparently, that is how some tours used to start years ago, like when early on in D Disney World days. So I thought that was pretty cool that they brought that back kind of a historical thing. Yeah. Interesting. We will take in the sights and sounds of the 50th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. Okay, what does that mean? What, <laughs> yeah, like, are you You're sitting just me people on, watch. Yeah, are you sitting me on the curb? $200 for person to people <laughs> like, watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is, I, what's going on here? Maybe you well, get to ride around in the trolley. You did get a private charter to Magic Kingdom. Um, and then you got to dine at Beast Castle for lunch at the Be Our Guest restaurant. So there's a couple things, but yeah, I agree. You need more information. You're guaranteed Ratatouille. Yeah, we'll find out more. All right. So there are some new perks coming for Disney Pass holders. The Pass Holder Buzz is coming in late October. It is a new mobile hub that is located in the My Disney Experience app. And My Disney Experience app is getting a whole new upgrade, isn't it? Yes, it is. 
Disney says that they will help pass holders to dive deeper into Disney attractions, festivals, and other Disney experiences like trivia, behind the scenes events, recipes, and more. So when pass holders enter the parks at the touch points, they will get a unique color and sound sequence when they enter the parks. Annual pass holders are going to see a new look on their My Disney Experience app. Also, you can change your Disney pass holder card at Guest Relations for a 50th anniversary pass holder card that is sporting one of the magical Disney characters. Now, I am going to go to the front desk and I am going to ask for my keys to the magic card with the 50th anniversary on them. Yeah, we should. Oh, smart thinking. For sure. So update from the Disney Cruise Line. And actually, I think three of us are going to talk about this because there was so much information. These changes are going to affect the Disney Wonder that sails out of San Diego, California and Galveston, Texas. The ship had planned three and four night cruises to Mexico, along with a long cruise to the Panama Canal. Now the ship is going to be doing some six-night cruises to the Western Caribbean, Cozumel, Georgetown, and Grand Cayman. They said to make sure you check because some Western Caribbean used to go to different places, and if people are wanting to see something specific, it might not be the place they thought and booked the wrong trip. Uh, keep in mind that any guests that want to go on the ship that are 12 or older have to be vaccinated and have their vaccination cards. And the traditional meet and greets with characters are still on pause on these cruise ships. But Disney has made lots of different socially distanced ways for guests to interact with characters and to capture pictures just as they have at the parks. Disney promises Mickey, Goofy, Pluto, Minnie, the Green Army Men, and more. Plus, some characters are going to be joining guests during meals. Guests can greet the princesses and the royal palace on the Disney Dream and in the royal court on the Disney Fantasy. On cruises longer than four nights, pirates are going to take over as the cast members on Pirate Night. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. On the Disney Wish, kids will be able to enjoy two new spaces, the Star Wars Cargo Bay and Mickey and Minnie's Captain's Deck. Mickey and Minnie's Captain's Deck is designed for small kids and it will have a nautical themed playground with sensory games and activities. In the Star Wars Cargo Bay, kids will be able to take on the role of Creature Handler. So that does sound like fun. Um, <laughs> Disney has also made a small change to its dining process. When you are on board a Disney cruise, you are on a dining rotation for dinners. This allows guests to enjoy all different types of dining. Beginning October 1st, instead of finding them on the Key to the World card, guests found them on the Disney Navigator app. This will also include all your other dining info, like your arrival time, table number, menu, and dress code. If you can't use the app, guest relations will always be there to help you as well. The Old Key West Ferries are back up and running from the Old Key West Resort to Disney Springs. They come about every 20 minutes and are a great way to travel back and forth. They run from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day. This is great news since Vicki and I will be staying at Old Key West this time. I guess they knew we were coming. We just wanted to update you on California Girls Anniversary Dinner Prefix information. The meal allows for you to choose an appetizer, an entree, and dessert for $89 per adult. Remember, adult ages 10 and up. <laughs> <laughs> and $39 
per child ages three to nine, plus tax and gratuity. They are offering a wine pairing, which cost $39 per adult over the age of 21. So $89 plus $39. There is a dress code at California Girl. Um, so just be aware of that. Included in the price of your meal is the chance to go out in the, on the balcony and enjoy the enchantment show from the top of the Contemporary Resort. I think that would probably be the only reason why I would get that. So the dress code for California Grill is not like coat and tails or anything like that. It's just they don't want shorts. Now, I will tell you right now, I did see people in shorts there, but they're, if you go on their page, it says something like pants, and I've even seen long jeans in there, like nice jeans, but like khakis, they don't really want flip-flops in there. They want like sandals. So I wore flip-flops till we got to the elevator and then put put nice sandals on because as you well know, walking around with nice heeled sandals it would not be fun. And so then I put my flip-flops back on to go to Magic Kingdom after we ate there. But yes, it's not a horrible, horrible dress code. It's just, they want it to be a little, it's a fancier restaurant. So they want it to be, there are restaurants, I think it's Victoria and Albert that have more of a, like a cruise ship. Well, and this is something as well, so you don't have to carry another pair of shoes around with you. It's good for a day where you're not actually going to the park. So one of your rest days, especially because you can see the show from there, like plan this on your off day and plan it for when you can see the fireworks. Or if you're lucky enough to stay there at the Contemporary, you can just go and change shoes. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And believe me, it is worth staying there. And you stayed there before they were the Incredibles rooms. I did. Well, thank you, Sarah and Gina, for joining Stephanie I yet again. They're becoming regulars on the show. Right. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or text us at 636-395-0544. If you would like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us, Stephanie, Sarah, Gina, or me, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show as we chat with Miranda and Zach about their most recent trip. And um, it's at Disneyland, guys. We talk a lot about Disney World here, but you're going to want to listen to this one because they're going to take you over to California and Disneyland. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends.